0: You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 662 Space Jam. And welcome to episode 662 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today, while I am obviously prodigious Paul, because, ah. um, <laughs> because of course, we are about to talk about the legacy of the greatest Legion character ever created, and one who, you know, I mean, the legacy is, is the legacy. As you said earlier, Travis, only, uh, only surpassed by... Legionnaire Damian Wayne. That might actually be the ac- exact opposite of what you said, but <laughs> um, but you know, of course, because Damian Wayne, Legionnaire, who has always been in the Legion and always and will always be, will be uh, yeah, along always. with with Prody Garth and uh, and of course their prodigious teammate Jam, mm. because mm. there's two Ms, folks. You can't just say Jam; it's Jam. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Damn, it's a beautiful you're thing. You're gonna get that Quad
1: City DJ song stuck in your head, <laughs>
0: indeed. All right, so, uh, so yeah, I'm just far too excited uh, about that uh, the, to to really deal with anything else. Oh, so okay. I'll pass it along to you, sir. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I am Darren Noel,
1: and I am. Thank God it's the end of the fiscal year, accountant kid.
2: Yeah. Again? Uh, it seems to it, come about every once a year.
1: Yeah, it does. Once a year. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, you're right on schedule. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's just, craziness. It's just <clears throat> craziness. I would like to have a day off. I would like to. I think July, I might take one. Might be a federally mandated holiday, but I'm still going to take one. Yes. So. <laughs> Happy Juneteenth, by the way, speaking of hey, federal yeah, holidays. That's right. Not not that Georgia will probably instill it anytime soon, but we'll see about that.
2: <laughs> yeah, how did—I mean, it got passed, like, two days before, and then—
1: And a lot of companies scrambled going, "What are, are we dealing with this? Are we not doing this? What are we going to do? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people expected people not to deal with it this year, and we'll see what happens next year. But a lot of states also have to decide if they're going to honor it as it, well. Yeah. And well, I'm a state well, it's, it's employee, a, so... You it's, know. A
3: fe, it's a federal holiday, so you pretty much have to... Uh, right,
1: because banks
2: and... Have,
3: yeah. You
0: know.
1: <laughs> it was forever before MLK became an official state-honored holiday in Georgia, sir. Uh, it was federal, but it wasn't state. So, you know, there's, there's yeah, but, those but, lines.
2: But post offices will be closed.
1: Post offices, anything federal will be closed, yeah, Totally. But they they weren't closed this time. No, nope.
2: it's on Saturday.
1: Yeah, it was Saturday.
3: Oh, and don't Life. forget, there are still eight states that celebrate Confederate Memorial Day.
1: Yes, there are. <sighs> yeah. 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 Good times. And on that happy note, <laughs> Travis.
4: Hey everybody, this is Travis Ellisor, and uh, this weekend I was Parks and Rec lad yet again. Mm-hmm. Um, Parks and Rec is one of my favorite TV shows. I've probably watched the whole thing at least 4 times. Nice. Well, they finally put out the entire series on a giant Blu-ray set and I bought it. Yay, nice.
0: Blue-ray. And so
4: here I am watching it again, complete with deleted scenes and commentaries and all kinds of fun stuff. And I just started the second season today and I'm I I, I don't know. I it, I I watch that as much as I read The Legion. I just
0: It's great stuff.
4: It, it's what I do
0: so uh, there you go it's what he does
3: <laughs> yeah that that uh, that mark brandanowicz is is going to be the breakout character <laughs> the, the, jam, <laughs> yeah.
0: the jam the jam of uh, of mm. parks and rec
4: <laughs> yeah i always forget about mark until i'm watching that first season again i'm yeah. like oh yeah <laughs> oh, that, oh yeah that it? guy
3: didn't he last through the second season too?
4: Yes, yeah, he's, not, he's not still a lot, in the second though. season yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. I, I don't okay. know if he makes it to the end, but he's there. Hmm. But anyway, that was me. Over to you, Michael.
3: All right, hello, everybody. I am Michael Grabois, and this weekend uh, I am Blitz Monster von Korbel.
1: <laughs> Take a drink. He said Korbel. Oh, yeah. Uh, just,
3: just wait, it gets better. Ooh. Mm. Um, oh my. so, uh, I recently received in the mail a German version of the Legion wedding tabloid that Jim sent me <laughs> and, Yay. uh, uh, it, it, German is a very funny language or it's a funny looking language because there's all these extra words and syllables and, and it reads a lot longer, um, than words have to be. And uh, we can go through this later, um, maybe at the end, maybe next week or two. But um, uh, some of the Legionnaire names in German are, are amusing. Um, but uh, in the back of the tabloid, you'll remember that the um, uh, it's got the secrets of the, of the Legion. You know, a, a little blurb about each one, and of course, when they talk about Lightning Lad. Um, sorry, uh, Blitz mm-hmm.
0: Um,
3: they talk about his origin, which uh, it tells how he got his powers from the Blitz monster von Korbel. And I thought that it, that would be a great band name as well. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. I, I think they opened for um, Death Clock once. Ah, there you go,
3: <laughs> and uh. Mm. So um uh yeah it's a it's an interesting issue um you we know the story but uh reading uh all the the names of the weird legionnaires like ultra boy and karate boy and uh so I'll save that for uh for later when we want some more amusement
0: there we go
2: nice well, I'm glad you got a kick out of that book i was just
0: <laughs> it just
2: turned up one day it was just Completely random. <laughs>
0: that's
3: awesome. So that's it for me. Over to uh, Jim.
2: Hey everyone, I am Jim Purcell, and uh, today I am paging Doctor Boy, Doctor Birthday Boy.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, it is. Today is my birthday. Not a few days after. Not a few days early. It is today. Uh, I got to spend the entire day with uh, my folks, my sister, her family, my niece and nephew. Got to do something I haven't done in a long time, which is go swimming, uh, because uh, up at their uh, summer camp, there is a pool, and I love to swim, but uh, I don't get to do it often enough. Got a little bit of sun. I think I'm going to be paying for that in a day or two. <laughs> the great but, uh,
1: healing shall
2: begin. Indeed. I got a lot of—we uh, had a great <laughs> dinner. We had a uh, steak and seafood, and nice. I love both of those things. Yeah, just good, great day all around. Yay! Awesome. But, um, Good. Also, Happy. we kind of, I, we kind of split my birthday. My uh, nephew's birthday was 18th, so wow. I got to take Good. him all my gifts today. Uh, and so he got I got him a transformer and a, a loud growling truck. Nice. Uh, that those, <laughs> it was called,
1: those
2: are the best kind. Yeah. 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 So. So yeah, it's just kind of nice. Uh,
1: Presents that make noise, and then you can leave. I can leave, indeed. <laughs> it's the evil uncle plan right there. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I, I was one of those, and then they got revenge.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. I think I'm pretty safe.
2: I'm good.
0: <laughs>
2: they're, getting, they're getting to the age where i got to start spoiling them. That's mm-hmm. right. It was harder when they were, you know, younger.
0: Exactly. Exactly. All right, folks. So So, what do we got in terms of Legion news? There is no Legion news.
2: Yep. New DC slits are out. uh, Crickets. Crickets. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Many, no. ba- ba- many bat, many bat, books. No legion
1: books. Uh, can we talk about Batman for a minute?
2: Sure. Only for a minute. Oh, are we going to talk for a about Batman for a second?
1: Yeah, for a second, for a hot second. So I finally caught up on the Batman Catwoman thing because the memes kept annoying me. I was like, "What is this all about?"
2: <laughs> what's this? What's
1: taps? <laughs> what the hell is this all about? Apparently, short short version: the Harley Quinn show, a rated R animated show. Yeah. That you can only see on HBO Max, right? Or HBO itself, rated I guess. R for those pirates. Yeah, ra- rated R for uh yeah, it's a little gritty. I mean, didn't Dr. Psycho call Wonder Woman a cunt
2: <laughs> in this
1: show? So yeah, it's a little gritty. Apparently they wanted to have a scene where Batman was performing cunnilingus on Catwoman. Such a great Like world. you do. Like you like you do. And DC kiboshed that saying, Batman does not do that.
2: No, I think it was more like, heroes don't do that.
1: Yeah, heroes don't do that. <laughs> well,
2: you gotta I mean, yeah, remember,
1: th-
4: these are the same executives who, it was eight years ago, uh, came down and said, Batman does not sit down. And there could be <laughs> yeah. no drawings of him sitting down.
1: Yeah.
3: So, oh, I missed that
1: one. I, I, mm, I'm just like... You might have a lot less villainesses if heroes actually did that.
2: Yeah,
1: (laughs) just saying. Just saying.
2: I did a tiny bit of research on this, so apparently Harley Quinn does 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 do a lot with violence and cursing Mm -hmm. and sexual innuendo, but it doesn't actually do nudity and sex. Mm -hmm. So my guess is they just wanted to allude to it, It, probably some kind of cat pun. Yeah,
1: and that's what got probably, but the whole. I'm sorry if you're going to call Wonder Woman a cunt. You've already crossed that line. Fair <laughs> enough. I mean, it, that the c word is a word that implies you, your vagina is not a happy place. Okay. <laughs> so if you're going to be able to say that word, you can't. You can't depict two characters being happy. I, I've got issues. I've got issues with this because where where does that line stop? If heroes don't do that, well, Lois Lane's pissed off. Because huh. Superman's a hero Mira's Mar- not Lori Lamares, she's got legs And This once <laughs> again And I'm talking about heterosexual sex I'm not talking about gay sex For Forget Apollo and Midnighter Because I guarantee you, they do that Okay yeah. <laughs> But they're not going to be on a show <laughs> I-
0: I'm i just like, really? That's the line? That's That's where the line is now this is the same mentality that gets us. Um, <laughs> you can't even talk about the Daily Planet in the future. Yeah, it's the same
1: goddamn adolescent thing that makes no logical sense. That's well, our the other thing. thing.
2: The, the other thing. I'm not thing. asking
1: you to put it into like DC Kids comics. God no. But well, I'm the... saying, if it's a rated R show, hello.
2: The other part of the argument is that Batman is a brand, and that would, I guess, sully the brand. And Batman
1: Batman's... had sex in Batman Two, Batman One, and I don't mean the uh, Batman Adam West Batman. I mean Michael Keaton. He had sex with Vicki Vale. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Val Kilmer had sex with Dr. Chase Meridian or whatever the fuck. That,
0: that, that's it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know?
3: And and in Dr. The comics, Chase. In the comics, he had uh, he had sex with Tala, or Talia. He's had
1: sex with almost every woman in the DC comics.
3: Except maybe Wonder Woman.
1: Well, Wonder Woman would have sex with him. He would, he would be the son. <laughs>
3: but, I mean, Damien, Damien had to come from somewhere.
0: He had sex. The Christian Bale version had sex with Talia. Yeah. Yeah, well, and of course, I mean... And Catwoman, for Christ's sake. So, you see Piper. right there but right there we, we you mentioned Damien. we now it is officially we know he had is officially well, legion news it is <laughs> it's legion news.
1: I, i'm just i'm just saying this is stupid this is dumb this is puritanical it's a rated r show for fuck's sake
0: yeah
1: like this one is now cuz i've dropped the f bombs and the c bombs oh,
0: yeah. right now the, all the bombs have been dropped
1: all the bombs have been dropped and this is probably much more entertaining than talking about Jam anyway. What? But still, I know. I said it. I said it. It's
0: but crazy. once we once we get into his <laughs> years long reign as Legion leader, and um... did, did Jam have sex with Catwoman? Because Jam looks like a boy who would go south. I bet.
1: Just I bet. Yeah. Just saying. Not anyway, saying he'd be good at it, but he'd do no, it. I'm not saying he'd be good at it. <laughs> <laughs> he would need a roadmap, you know. <laughs> We know we know Timberwolf doesn't because Ayla
0: left him. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> for someone who definitely does, who definitely does, <laughs>
1: explain that one, DC. No, you you won't. You'll just decide that they're straight again and ignore it. Yeah, thanks.
0: Yeah, fuck. yeah. And
1: by the way, the same week the DC Pride special comes out, this news comes out. Batman doesn't go down on Catwoman. Celebrate our gay heroes. The fuck, <laughs> the utter fuck. Okay, whatever, DC. Whatever.
2: I, wow. I do think part of the implication is it's specifically Batman. I don't think they're making the point about other characters.
1: I, I think if it was specifically another popular hero. They'd say the same damn thing.
2: Yeah, well, popular hero is the... is
1: Man, We Batman. don't cover popular heroes in our podcast. That's no, true. We don't. <laughs> We're talking about Jam tonight, so, you know. Uh, all I'm saying is this is dumb. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, it, it is, is once
1: again the whole. It is
2: hilarious universe. though, and the it fan art amazing. coming out of it is mwah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> to- totally, I've seen some of the fan art. I'm like, oh my goodness gracious, get that on the sketch next time you go to a con. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I remember when. Remember when, the scandal, Paul. Back when you and I and probably Michael read this book, Teen Titans number one, Started oh, with Nightwing in bed. Oh yeah, clutch <laughs> the pearls moment. How dare they have.
3: Two well, there was an
1: adult in was,
0: bed together. There were letters. Well,
3: what about there? The, were. there were. Don't forget the scene with uh, Dream Girl um, in the, when the drew her. She was oh, in bed with yeah. somebody.
1: Well, she was barely wearing nothing but lingerie <laughs> for several years when you actually saw her. Because there was a while where we were like, where did Dream Girl go? No one knows. Okay. Because <laughs> she was like, unless she's going to tell you her power, take a drink. Yeah, you know, there's no reason for her to be there, right? So... And she would just go, I had this horrible dream, and then she'd be gone for the rest of the story. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't understand this. I don't understand the logic behind Batman does not perform kindlingus Because Ben Affleck looks like he would uh, perform kindlingus, doesn't he?
0: Well, that's... Uh...
1: Now, Robert Patterson, who knows, but Ben Affleck looks like a good Boston boy. Looks yeah. like he would. <laughs> and...
0: Yeah, he well, he, he goes he goes to Southie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A totally. <laughs> ah, little Boston, little Boston geography joke, folks. Yeah,
1: very little, <laughs> uh,
0: very very. Yeah, yeah. Hey, don't you say that about Ben?
1: one um, round the cabbage patch down there. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: anyway, all right, that's it. That's my rant. Um, and look, not a Donna Troy in sight there yeah, you did oh, it. Now you've done it. Yeah, it. Yeah, bring it her up again. Done it. Um, yeah. Come get me out. Come get me.
0: Yeah.
3: All
1: right. Uh, <laughs> well, do you
3: think do you think Terry Long did it?
1: Oh, I, I think Terry Long definitely did it because he was a ginger. <laughs> oh, How was he going to be able to get Donna in bed?
4: <laughs> Darren, you just made me think of Terry Long. Please let's
1: move on. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah oh, we it's,
1: it's okay, Travis. He's dead. <sighs> And so are Donna's kids because that was convenient for that to happen off panel. Yeah. Yeah. No. Did
3: we ever see their bodies?
1: Nope. Which means they're alive somewhere. They're probably the new uh people in charge of Hive giving Deathstroke orders. But we haven't read well, that story. Yeah,
3: with, with hypertime and the new uh the new whatever time whatever DC, we're in at <laughs> DC. What yeah. They're they're probably still alive.
1: Yeah. And I'm sorry, in hypertime that means Batman does do that. There's some story somewhere where he does do that. I mean, what frustrates me most is there... Did you see the Killing Joke animated movie?
2: I did but I heard about this.
1: They added the gratuitous Batman-Batgirl sex scene, which is not in the original graphic novel at all. No. I'm like, you don't sexualize your heroes? This wasn't rated R. This was public consumption at Walmart and Target. Go pick it up. Yeah. They say MA, Mature Audiences Only, people who picked that up probably said, "Oh, look, it's a comic adaptation or a movie adaptation of that comic, The Killing Joke." Not expecting to see Batman and Batgirl have sex on a rooftop, which is very uncomfortable, I can tell you.
0: Yeah, that was a that was a weird that was a weird choice to add. Yeah, yeah. Especially because creepy. in the original his attitude toward Batgirl is largely paternal. So totally. it's it's totally. creepy it's creepy as hell.
1: It is very creepy. This
4: is why I don't watch any of those movies.
0: But you're not wrong
1: no you're not um you're not
0: but yeah this
1: is the same company that said no to the harley quinn thing but yes to that
0: what mm-hmm. <laughs> what well i um anywho in uh in shifting the conversation slightly away from uh batman's proclivities um please do i know um I bring the- up by the way, uh that is a new series coming out, Bat- Batman's Bat- proclivities. Yes, yes. Um, which apparently WB after dark are, are very few. Um mm. no. Um, um our uh, our buddy uh, Johnny Sh- Sunchips over on Word Balloon had uh Mark Wade on uh, this past Johnny. week. And um it was Oh, I a,
1: forgot about this news, yeah.
0: It's a it's a great episode, first off. I mean that's and that's just uh um, you know, it's just, you know, Wade's one of those guys, as 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 we know, um, who, uh, you know, he's got stuff to say, and he's going to say it. Oh, boy, um, is he? Yeah. And uh, it was great. He uh, he was talking a bit about um, how he'd recently been writing Brainiac 5, and he's like, oh, did I say that? So um, I don't think, I'm not saying that means that he's writing Legion, but he's, you know, at least having uh, it sounds like he's going to have a Legion character appear in something he's working on. In something, yeah. yeah.
2: Could you imagine if it was Le- if it was Wade Legion of Superheroes round three?
0: Well, and and but he actually gets into that and says, you know, it, it, it's like he, he said, you know, I've I've done a lot of that, and um, and so that that's why it, it, it's to him that would be going to the well too many times so yeah i can see that he's he is definitely you know he is is he writing brainiac 5 in something (laughs) he is is he writing a legion comic it doesn't sound like it um i I wonder which
1: brainiac 5 he's writing though
0: well that's interesting too because he said that well because what where the what this stemmed from is is john asked him you know what what his uh uh favorite uh, legion characters were and um and he uh, basically, for him, he says it kind kind of goes back and forth mostly between uh, b- between Brainy and Monel, and um, and he said, in fact, you know, he's he said how much he loves writing uh, Brainy and how you know he's like, and I was writing him recently. <gasps> Did I just say that? And
1: um, so don't tell me Mark Wade is doing fanfic because that, that's kind of frightening.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, he's he's doing some Superman stuff, so.
1: I could see Brainy and Model
0: having a relationship. That'd be interesting. There you go. Um, Just saying. And um, in in addition to to that, he talked a bit about um, uh, editing uh, the um, uh, sort of the uh, the origins of, uh, of of Five Years Later, uh, because he was uh, the fir- he was the one of the early editors. Uh, you know, he was the first editor, I believe. Um, right yeah and so he was saying that you know part of it was that uh, that there was a, a a lot of around a lot of uh feeling around there that like um giffen was kind of, you know this was just after uh jli had broken big and mm-hmm. um and so you know giffen was uh was the guy who was bringing a lot of money in and mm-hmm. uh and so it was what heath what do you want to do i want to do a, a legion book picking up after uh after paul finished and okay and uh and so th- there was a, a lot of you know hey he gets to do his thing because again mm-hmm. he, you know ag- again uh <laughs> you know he's 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 bringing in the money and yeah, um, as
1: long as it didn't piss off the superman office that is
0: well and and uh and so he get he just but one of the things he gets into is that the first issue came out and uh and people, and, and sort of people in the company, you know, sort of, um, uh, he, he, you know, he, he says along the lines of, of like, you know, it sounds like it's a lo- along the lines of marketing and ed- an editorial. They mm. hated the first issue. And, um, <laughs> and he said there was stuff planned, like, you know, they were, there was going to be uh, uh, a, a Legion Academy um, uh, series that was, that was already set to go. And all of that went away after the first issue came out and, wow uh, and uh, and and it was basically from there, it was just an uphill battle all the time. and um, and then he kind of moved on from that. but uh, mm. but one mm. one of the things he talked about and um and it's always a he, he said that you know the problem is um, yes, the reboots are are are. Uh, are the uh, the thing that makes things more complicated, right? And it, you know, because it's it's always restarting. It's like, well, which legion is this? Which legion is that? And and he said, you know, it even if um, you know, and he he was quite enjoy. He said he was enjoying uh, um, the, the Bendis run, and uh, and he said that you know, it, it, at the end of the day, Bendis could have like a. 10-year run on the book telling the stories of 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 this version of the legion and people would still be like oh all the reboots i I don't i don't i don't get it all the reboots and it's like Mm -hmm. you know because it doesn't matter how long it hasn't been rebooted that's all people are thinking about
1: yep it's
0: true so yeah it was just an interesting uh an interesting note on it on it you know as as far as uh you know, and again, he said the thing that everybody always says. Is, "It's, if, if you can understand X-Men, you can understand Legion. In fact... Totally. In fact, it's a heck of a lot easier. It really is. Yeah. I'm just... Reboots or not.
1: Sheena <laughs> Ch- and Scott's kids in what timeline when? I... Yeah. Mm,
0: whatever. Wibbly Cable. Wobbly.
1: No, thank you. X-Men. Yeah. No, thank you. Go away. I mean, just...
0: you know, you, you need to know just <laughs> some main things. Like, you know, for example, that uh, the Jam... Mm, and uh, Damien are <laughs> are you know are one and the same, right? Most prodigious Legion buddies. And,
1: uh... <laughs> just just strip it back to what it is. Professor X teaching mutants how to learn to use their powers, and they go out and defend normal humans from threats, mostly from fellow mutant kind, right? That's that's X Men in a sentence. Yeah. Same for the Legion. Strip it down. Group of alien kids get together to keep peace across the galaxy in the thirty-first century. Done. Yeah, you know that's that's what it is. Those are the concepts.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Don't don't get all tied up into, you know. And I've I've i fallen victim to this uh, projector's a snake this time. Oh fuck that! You know I'm out. Peace. You know, <laughs> and, uh, you know that's fine on occasion, but really the Legion's still the Legion, and X Men's still the X Men, no matter. How many, you know, weird characters who don't stay long, like this one, uh, appear in <laughs> it?
0: I don't know what you're talking about. This character has well, always been with the Legion.
1: Yeah, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong about that. I'm, you know, I like you, Paul, but I think you're you wrong. Know, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Maybe. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. Um, so, why don't we get into. Um, this most awesome um, legacy-driven uh. legionnaire, and uh, and the amazing event from which he stems.
2: Yes. Okay. So bloodlines. Where do we begin?
0: Yeah.
1: This is James's punishment for turning. Uh, yeah. You know, another yeah. Another year around the sun. Yeah.
0: yeah. Happy birthday. You have Happy to read birthday. bloodlines.
1: <laughs> Hope you like crap.
2: <laughs> so I did subject this to reading the Lobo annual that kicked all this off. So I have a tiny, itty-bitty modicum of context. Because otherwise, this issue is kind of insane. <laughs> um, so apparently Legion, L-A-G-I-O-N, and Lobo uh, discover this anomaly in space, which is a big, big, uh, organically grown egg spaceship. And they go inside and Everyone who's not a named character gets slaughtered. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and turns out <laughs> there is a group of uh, reptilian reptilian monster aliens who are also shapeshifters, who are hungry for humanoid blood, but only certain humanoid blood will do. And apparently, if they suck your blood and they like the taste of your blood. You lose all your memories and then you gain superpowers.
3: That sounds like a fair trade-off.
2: I my guess is is that they are attracted to me, uh, metagene carrying people, and they trigger the metagene when they drink their delicious, delicious blood. Mmm, tasty. But anyway.
4: Oh, I don't remember the losing the memory part.
2: Well, one of the the, the 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 character in Lobo, the I forget what her name is. Layla. Layla, she loses her memory when she gets her blood sucked. I guess Jam doesn't in the story. Now that I think about it, which I guess is, I have no idea why that discrepancy exists. I guess there wouldn't be a story if Jam lost his memory. Uh, yeah, it's, these are very unexciting villains. <laughs> What's the problem? If that is your, uh, your, through your story through line uh, for all your annuals this month.
0: Because
1: this this thing was across what 30, 40 annuals, right? I mean,
0: pretty much all of them. Yeah, it was. was it was one of the biggest crossovers.
2: A- yeah, at least Eclipso is a name, a marquee character. Well, he what they a-
3: wanted to do with this one, just like uh, Marvel did around the same time, is they want to have an excuse to introduce a whole bunch of new characters, with the hopes that maybe some of them will stick.
2: Wait, so. In this case, it's Lila and Jam. So every one of these introduces a brand new character.
3: Yeah, every yes. si- every single annual introduces yeah. a brand new character.
2: What a gimmick! Brilliant.
3: And so, like I said, the uh, Marvel—I forget what what theirs was—but they had something. There's the didn't
4: connect by a story. There's just right. They just but, but happened they had, to have a character.
3: Yeah, they had an event over the summer, which. Um,
4: no, or, they they uh, were not an event.
3: I'm sorry. It, it wasn't. It was a
4: an editorial mandate to introduce a new character in every annual.
3: Right, but that's what I meant about the event: is that all the annuals that year. It was a theme. Introduce introduce the new character.
1: Yeah, as opposed and to this being an event, quote unquote.
3: Right. Yeah. Whereas, yes, it wasn't a crossover.
1: So you didn't have to which is kind of shocking for Marvel. You didn't have to pick up all the annuals to understand the story. It was one and done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Which, which I don't think many of those characters in the Marvel thing survived, did they? Uh, I can't. I, I don't recall any of them off the top of my head. But I remember I, mean, I, I
4: recall a couple of them, but I don't know how much they appeared after the
2: annuals. Well, yeah, it was the exactly. Third,
3: wasn't one of them the third Summer's brother?
2: Oh, God. Is that where Extreme? Adam Hicks is from? Extreme? Yeah. Oh, God. I don't yeah. know. That's...
1: He's one of the few who still shows up every now and then.
2: Yeah, because See, people I, can't get enough of that guy.
1: Yeah, I prefer my uh my third summer's brother is Gambit. It just in my head he's <laughs> the third summer's brother. Wow.
2: Welcome because
1: well he from does that kinet- well he does that kinetic energy thing, right? Yeah. That Cyclops does. It's just not coming out of his eyeballs. So I'm like, Oh, that's kind of a related, interesting power look. So I'm like, hmm maybe, and they explode, they don't burn, right? That's the whole Gail Simone argument. Is mm. Cyclops' eye beams concussive force or heat
2: beams? <laughs> so, friction, yeah. the, the friction. Friction? Mm. Yeah, okay. but
1: not, not, none of the uh, Bloodliners made it, did they? Except for maybe Hitman. Hitman? Mm. That was it, yeah. Well, so
4: some of them what, lasted a little longer, I mean, yeah. well, Anima and Gunfire got series, they didn't last very long. Yeah, but they Ar- all
0: died off. Yeah, okay. the the ones that um, sorry, the ones that got series that spun off out of this were Argent got a mini series. Argus. Argus, I'm oh, sorry, I was say Argent. Yeah, Argent yeah. was the the Titan one. Um, I, yeah. So, yeah. But um, sorry, I did, I had it here just a second ago, and. <laughs> I think that's it.
1: Um, a bunch of them died in an Infinite Crisis, off in the uh, off in the background.
0: No, there was yeah. Oh, here we go. Seven DC comics were uh, series were spun out of the event. Uh, blood Pack, which had a little team of um, of uh, bloodliners, and uh, and I believe Jade was uh, was leading them.
3: Jade is in. The Green
0: Lantern. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I only know that because, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I've been reading the uh, the Starman Omnibus, and there's a, a bit <laughs> in there where where Jade calls him, and uh, and asks him to uh, to help find uh, Solomon Grundy, and she mentions, you know, I would do it myself, but the Blood Pack and I have to go up to so, to such and such, mm. and um, so that and that was about a year after this. So, yeah,
1: there there are thirty six bloodliners.
0: Yeah, and uh, but I, they had this, there were that many annuals that year.
1: Yeah, yeah. wow! Yeah,
0: it was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. It was nineteen ninety three. Razor sharp and the cyber rats had a series. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I know, I know. Uh, Hitman, of course, uh, and that's the one that lasted longest. Anima. Yeah. And she came out of the t- the Titans books, Loose Cannon, Argus, and Gunfire. I forgot about Loose Cannon. Most, For good reason. Yes, most yeah, did. Like like the rest of us did. Yeah, yeah, um yeah. Loose Cannon was the uh, he was like. Uh, basically, they they describe him. I love how they describe him uh, on this page about uh, he's a super strong ex-cop, a mood ring version of The Hulk whose color changes as he gets angrier. Oh Jesus, yeah, yeah. And that I was wonder cool. why he didn't stick. And he was created <sighs> by Jeff Loeb and Lee motor
2: i'm I'm looking at some of the Marvel Comics equivalents, and they're not any better.
1: Yeah, if, I didn't think they were. Yeah. Ooh,
2: Fantastic Four introduced us to. Wait for it, drum roll! Wild Streak. Oh,
1: yeah.
4: <laughs> well, this is what happens when the it comes down as like an editorial mandate to create a character rather than yeah. the creators actually have a story idea. You know, it's
3: <laughs> look out! They called him the Streak, and and what what I'm sure also played into it is if you are a creator working for DC or Marvel in the early '90s. Um and image is starting to pop I- up
1: with image creator books. yeah. Mm-hmm. And
3: are you going to create the best character you can and give it to DC and Marvel, or are you going to take your A-list characters that you've created and bring them over to Image mm-hmm. and then just you know do it? Put your D-list character in the uh, in the DC Marvel books.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah. yeah.
2: Iron and, Man and,
1: and still this wasn't any good for both of the companies. <laughs> oh
2: yeah. Iron Man gave us the face thief. <laughs> <Ooh>. Anyway. <laughs> so that brings us to Legion of Superheroes Annual Number no. Four, Bloodlines, Earth Plague. Um, I don't know where this actually falls in chronology, although it does appear that each one does kind of lead into each other. I did not bother to investigate that. So this cover uh, has a lot going on. We got Monel flying in. We got one of the big reptilian guys whose name I refuse to learn. Um, we got Timberwolf back, returns to the 30th century. Uh, we got not only do we have uh, Timberwolf and Monel, who uh, we are from, you know, the adults. We got apparently, oh, and uh, Shadow Lass is here. We also get Andromeda and Phantom Girl, who, who are members of the Legionnaires, rather, the teenage versions. Yeah. And belaboring the point, coming up last is, of course, introducing Jam. Mm. He's a he's prodigious dude.
0: That's right, because the name is Jam and he rocks the telly. He's half Joe Camel and a third Fonzarelli. He's a kung fu hippie from Gangsta City. He's a rap and surfer, you the fool I pity. Catch you on the flip side, dude Meisters. Not Hey kids, always recycle to the extreme. Bust it. Ah uh, yes. yes.
1: Okay, I have something to say Wow, here. Mr. Paul French, will you marry me? <laughs>
3: So yes. well, one, <laughs> so one thing to follow up about the uh, the the whole series of annuals, there were four chapters, and I don't know what each chapter was about, but there was outbreak, and then Death Storm, and then Earth Plague, and then Bloodbath, <laughs> and this one is the third book in the Earth Plague chapter, so it's chapter three, book three.
0: And I note that it is in the same um, the same uh, book as Robin.
3: Yes, Robin course, was the first one, the uh, uh, first <coughs> chapter of Earth Plague.
0: Uh, who, of course, would uh, would later have a new identity as Damian Wayne and be a Legionnaire for always, much like Jam. Now, you, you right keep so doing this. Like, you keep bringing it back to Batman. I'm <laughs> talk more. So
3: it's kind of like the kind of like he's the. This was the second Legion crossover with Robin being in there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It it's part 2 of a Legion crossover.
3: I can't wait until the LEGION PODCAST has to do Lobo Annual number 1 okay. and <laughs> and LEGION 93 Annual number 4.
0: Yeah. It'll be a heck of a thing.
2: So, I got to make a confession here. Uh-oh. See, on your J-
1: birthday?
2: Yeah, so... <laughs> look at Jam. Yeah. Now look at me. Look back at Jam and then look at me. Are you something like us Old Spice? What's going on here? I, I was a 90s kid. Ah, okay. gotcha. I did not dress like this. I'm not a <laughs> L.A. surfer dude. dude. I did, however, wrap my shirt around my waist, as all the cool kids did. But I would not be caught dead in no a belly shirt. Or do rag. Uh, I did, however, have a very creative streak in me as a child. I made all kinds of superheroes and characters of my own, and uh, one of them I creatively named Super Jim. (laughs) Nice. And one of the more iconic features of Super Jim, because I love Back to the Future, is a flying skateboard. (laughs) And so I really like Jim's flying skateboard. It speaks to me as a '90s child.
1: Well, I mean. But let's not forget that uh we, we had Polly Shore this time of our lives. So the the uh overly enunciated Valley dude um idiot was a trope back then. And and he's kinda like um the boy version of Jubilee, just dressed up like nineties kids would dress. He's not in quote unquote a hero costume, so to speak, so
2: all right, so there's a lot of pages in this well, book. Well, hold on, yeah, gonna,
1: Jim. Let's get moving. Yeah, uh, the cover is by Stuart
4: Eminem, Ron Boyd, and Tom McCraw. Ah, ah. And yeah, I didn't it.
3: catch it. I didn't catch if you mentioned it, but that's the SW six Andromeda and apparition on there. Right, right. He, he
4: did mention that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
3: So, so I, what, I zoned out once I heard the word bloodlines, and then. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I zoned in. <laughs>
2: So because this is a very long issue and I honestly have to get up tomorrow morning, I'm not going to go through this by dialogue. I'm going to go by it page by page and hopefully uh, end this sooner than later.
0: Everyone will be reading along with bated breath anyway. So
2: so uh, right off the bat, we are um, on Telus 8. Not yeah. Telus 8, right? No, just
3: oh, regular Talus.
2: Telus. Just yeah. regular Telus, the the uh, the Med Bay and Legions of Superheroes headquarters uh, where we've got a. Uh, uh, we got Jock and we got Dawnstar, who's still hospitalized and still has her like, um, oh, what's it called? Um,
1: A little tattoo thing.
2: Yeah, a little branding from uh, her bounty personality. I thought that actually left with the personality, but I don't know if that's an error or it's a permanent thing.
4: Uh, don't, I don't think it's there afterwards. So,
2: yeah.
3: But what, what's interesting and what I had forgotten is that this is tied into the main storyline. Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah, it it takes place in between issues that we've already done.
3: Yeah, because in Legion 47, it ended with zombies rising up from the tunnels beneath Talus. So this follows directly from issue 47.
2: Yeah, so these are all dead uh, spacemen who are part of the mass of Talus uh, because it's like a spaceship graveyard. And so they've all climbed up and they're all attacking and all saying the usual forever shall Mordru reign. And Jacques is trying to fight him off with a, with a, with a gun because he's an invisible kid. And, uh, Dawnstar is, you know, she's still traumatized and she does not seem to be able to muster the will to fight back. Um, meanwhile, in other parts of the ship, all of our, all of our stay at home characters are fighting off what they can. We got, a. Uh, um, Oh, I always forget his name. Loomis. 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 And we've got uh, Infectious Lass and Ron Vadar and Lydia, Alida, uh, and uh, Baby Pull's um, um, nurse.
1: And, so, and her name is Englena. Englena,
2: yeah. Englena
1: uh, the nanny.
2: So interesting to me, Infectious Lass appears to be having the most luck at actually disabling these yes. things using a flesh rotting disease, I suppose, to basically uh, make him unable to move because they're just skeletons. At least I think that's the theory here. Also, interesting when, because Paul's a baby, uh, he's got no control over his magnetic powers. So he's just mm-hmm. sucking everything into him as he <laughs> panics, which I think was a fun little thing. Yeah. Um, so we get some. Basically, we just get some fight stuff where Jacques's trying to protect Lydia, and part of the fight takes him into uh, into um, Brainiac 5's lab. You know, with all of his with all of his uh, delicate experiments being under threat of getting smashed, and one of them pops up saying, "Theoretical time retrieval program, Bryn Londo Timberwolf. Theoretical time retrieval program, uh, Lar- Largan Valor SW 6 so he's a uh, so I guess Brainy on the side has been working on ways to retrieve Brin as well as the missing Valor. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, in the 20th century, mm. the coolest kid you've ever met is skateboarding uh, in San Francisco, and this uh, this wonderful character who will absolutely stand the best test of time.
3: Yes. Finds you've, a... you've got you've got to read the captions that introduce him there. Though. All right,
2: let's do it. <laughs> Light years away and a thousand years earlier, 20th century San Francisco. Looks like you've hit the mother lobes, Jam, my man. Hip dudes, hot babes, and a paunchy of st... Uh, and a, paunch, 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 paucity. Of, <laughs> a paucity of step-parents. Slick move, ditching stepdad and his old lady at tourist scum, Wharf. Whoa, babe alert. Looks like a lovely Denzel in distress. Oh, my God. Uh, so... <laughs>
1: Yeah, guest starting Artemis from uh, the Wonder Woman run based on the hair. Yeah, or look, one of the two.
2: Uh, we do see on a newspaper it says Skidrow murderer claims third victim. So apparently there's a serial killer on the loose. Uh, and Jam notices a car broken down with a very, 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 very ni- uh, 90s woman standing next to it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, of course, gets all uh, excited because she's a very 90s woman. And starts looking, basically looking at the car and having no idea what he's looking at. And so tries to like fake his way through. Uh, We discover the woman has a dead body in the trunk. So uh, heavily implied that she is a, the killer. uh, As well as we find out very quickly that she is in fact the large red reptilian monster in human form. No idea how he got here, but uh, okay. I guess he's killing people. So Jam uh, winds up getting um, – his, uh, his, uh, his boy scout routine gets messed up because a cop shows up who actually knows what's going – knows how to help. And so Jam basically has to hit the road, skate off, and then accidentally skates into the road, which has a steep incline, and so he basically –
4: <laughs>
2: turns it turn turns this uh, this very potentially dangerous situation into a fun time until his skateboard cr- uh, crashes and he lands in a dumpster where he belongs.
1: He <laughs> gleamed the cube, buddy. <laughs> uh.
2: S- yeah, and he says things fun things like "I see, I can see where I'm not reciprocated." Okay, so hours later, time skip. Um. Stuff is happening, and we see our good friend Timberwolf on top of rooftops, as you do. Uh, apparently, he's looking for the serial killer, the Skidrow killer, and you know, as you know, he's 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 basically we this really weird one-page interlude where we where we see Bryn and he's looking for the killer, and that's it. Uh, we are, of course, go back to Jam, who of course is the most important character. Yes, ever. Mm. Uh, he is found in the dumpster by a hobo, who. Uh, <laughs> Sort of kind of is trying to help him out, but is also kind of threatening him when the hobo dude gets grabbed by a giant red claw and it turns out to be the big red monster. <laughs> and he's screaming, no, and the monster's saying, yes, <laughs> rock lobster. <laughs> now jam does get a moment of heroic, uh, instinct where he grabs a lead pipe and throws himself at the, at the creature more, more confusing him rather than actually being, uh, effective. Uh, and that's when Bryn Lando shows up being the real hero and they get into a tussle and we cut back to twenty nine ninety five on Talus, and you know, the zombie cut problem, it continues to persist. Um, infectious slash shows up, saves jock, uh, and Dawnstar. And while they're still, uh, they're still in Brainy's lab. And I guess, uh, somebody touched something because uh, the Brainy's time cube fires up.
0: <laughs> and, and we know it was Jacques because as he leans on the button, it goes, Kachuk, click activating.
2: <laughs> uh, yes. The, the classic sound effect yes. activate.
0: Yes, exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah, hey, That's close enough to a cathoom, isn't it? Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, well, we're taking it because so far what we've seen has made me drink more tonight than in recent memory.
2: So the time queue fires up, and and Bryn and the uh, the creature and Jam have all arrived in the thirtieth century, and the monster is super confused. That is
1: well, and it's been sucking out Jam's blood too. Oh, that's
2: right. He also that's yeah. right. I should probably mention this. He during the interim between. Oh, that's right. At the very end, when uh, when uh, Bryn shows up, the monster has begun to suck the blood out of Jam.
1: It's kind of like Starship Troopers, where that that thing ate Patrick Muldoon's brain. It was the shortest meal ever recorded. Yeah. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So, Bryn tackles them, which uh, pulls him away from from Jam, and basically he realizes he by the smell of the place, he's back in the 30th century. I guess it smells a lot better. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, creature grabs onto a bunch of the zombies, and he realizes that the inhabitants are all useless husks because they're corpses. Right. And, um, sorry, and, uh, Infectious Last steps up to try to f- face the monster while, uh, Jacques calls for help. Uh, but Brynn manages to, uh, confront the beast, and, um... But he gets knocked aside uh, because everyone shows up with guns and starts firing with a big croft of Zoff, Zoff. Guns of the Future says Zoff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do.
1: Well, they can't say pew pew because then they'll be sued. Yes. <laughs> oh, and
3: we do get the, uh, the red monster's name. It's Angon.
2: Angon. That's right. There's a. <laughs> Was there an editor's box? Where did that come up?
3: Uh, the bottom speech bubble on page bottom page.
2: 15. Oh, you have interfered with Angon for the last time. I, I thought this was the first time. I guess it's both. <laughs>
3: well, but it, it's going to be the last time. Yes.
0: First can be last.
1: I- I'm just glad there are fudge sickles in the 31st century. Because Loomis says, Sweet Maria, fudge sickles. <laughs> <Wow.
3: laughs> yes. That must be a brand
1: that I'm not familiar with. Uh, you know, I'm assuming they're ordained by the Catholic Church. There you so. go. Or Santeria, one of the two.
2: So so Ron runs over to Brainy's controls and starts, like, messing with the controls for the time cube <laughs> uh, when the greatest of all Legionnaires shows up uh, because Night Girl is the best, and we all know it. And so the lights get turned down, and she just starts kicking ass.
1: Thank as God does. someone turned off the lights finally for her. It's like, God, y'all. Hello.
2: (laughs) Now you're dealing with Kryptonian level strength. Um, But of course, it's short-lived because they get knocked into a room full of sparks and fire and that dang light. So she loses all her powers, gets grabbed by Angar. I don't care. Uh, (laughs) uh, Fortunately, everyone shows up with guns, shoots him to distract him. Uh, uh, Night girl gets chucked into them. And meanwhile, Ron is working frantically to find a solution, and the monster shows up and cuts into his shoulder with a big splath. Um, that looks like so,
3: yeah.
2: hurt. Oh, yeah. yeah, I actually thought his arm got severed. I thought it was going to be, like, one-armed. Uh, yeah, that, that's brutal.
1: Mm-hmm. He gets better. Take a drink.
2: <laughs>
1: did, did, did Ron just become
2: arm-fall-off boy?
3: Uh, no, I don't think he actually it, loses. He the does
2: not. One. It's just a shoulder energy, energy yeah. injury.
3: It is but a scratch. Ah, take another
0: Only a flesh wound. Exactly. Ah, take another one.
4: <laughs> yeah. He's getting worse. We've met that quote of this issue with Loomis. We're good.
0: <laughs> they, ha- they have to use him so much every year just to maintain copyright because <laughs> people are going after that Loomis business. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, so here's where the where the real story begins. Uh, Jam has picked him up, so uh, he picked himself up off the ground, and he yells out to the monster and he says, "Hey, man, leave him alone, man! Come on, just put him down." And for whatever reason, the monster does what he's told, uh, and he then he reaches over and grabs Jam, and Jam says, "Stop it, please, man! Just go back where you came from." And the monster's confused, going. Rurr. And heads directly to the time cube. Um, everybody just, you know, takes some pot shots off on him just for good measure. Uh, but he basically just walks into the time cube and teleports back to the back to the present. Uh, he just appears in New York, actually. So I guess he also got. Uh, I guess this is this whole story up until this point is to explain how this guy gets from San Francisco to New York, mm.
3: and it's and also to explain how Jam gets to the future. Right, and and while we're at it, we may as well bring Timberwolf along because his miniseries um, did not spark a giant uh, cry for more Timberwolf in the twentieth century stories. So let's bring him back.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Got to put the toys back in uh, back in their place. Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, so I noticed this is twenty one pages, which is basically. Uh, you know, one full book. And if only the book had stopped here, full it, it, it wouldn't have been as bad, but it does go on <laughs> and it does get worse for us. Not necessarily for them.
0: Although, I mean,
1: yeah,
3: yeah. He is prodigious in this issue. Yes. Well, I mean,
1: I had actually forgotten that uh, Talos was under attack during the whole Mordry thing.
2: Yeah, that came up in, like, the first issue of it. I think it was shown that there were zombies outside the windows. Yeah, uh, it that, was,
1: it, that it started, and then they were just handling that off-panel, you know? It
3: was—yeah, I, I hadn't remembered that they were even a part of the story here, but— um, you know, I saw in issue forty-seven, it was, you know, hey, here's zombies attacking Talus, with these relatively unpowered Legionnaires, and then, oh, hey, this is tied in. I, I had completely forgotten about that.
0: Yeah. It was easily. It was easy to have forgotten that. Mm-hmm. All right. So where are we at?
2: So we are in the aftermath, uh, apparently, and, um, you know, look the um, Angon is gone. Uh, and apparently uh, infectious last has managed to put down most of the zombies. So they are relatively uh, safe for the moment. So they start, you know, assessing the damage injuries and whatnot. Timberwolf is hurt pretty bad. Ron's hurt pretty bad. Uh, Dawnstar is still pretty catatonic. So they're all put into sick bay. Uh, Jam is put into sick bay as well because they're getting some weird readings off of him. Uh, so he winds up uh, talking with infectious last to let infectious last to get to get a, uh, to get a um, um, basically find out what's going on with him, where he's from, what he's what he's all about. And during the conversation uh, when infectious last goes in to like adjust his uh, injury dressing, he tells her to stop it and she just agrees and then backs off. Uh, and then Jacques comes in, and he starts asking questions. And so Jacques Jock basically tells Jock basically tells him that you know he's got to kind of stay here, tend to his wounds, and then they'll send him back where he came from. And then Jam says, uh, "Why can't I just stay here, man? Come on, don't be a Hoover. Let me see the future.
4: <laughs> don't be a Hoover.
2: because don't, s- I, I, don't suck. It'll right because Hoover
4: vacuum claims, yeah."
2: And Jock immediately agrees to this uh, request. Uh, meanwhile, in uh, Bryn's mind, he's thinking to himself—he's in a baka tank, uh, a la Luke Skywalker—and he's thinking to himself, uh, "Where am I? The pain. Now I remember. I'm so angry. I just want to burst out of this thing. Can't. Probably would kill me. Uh, but then he starts thinking about, uh worse than the pain. Losing everything back in time. My friends. Jesse." Thrust, Aria, Aria. Rah. Uh, So I guess we did get mentioned uh, mentions of, of you know his supporting cast. They aren't completely forgotten until after this point.
3: Mm-hmm. After this panel, they they are though. They are. Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, yes. We what we really needed was jam and thrust to hang out. That that should have been the goal. Uh it is interesting that Aria has been cut loose though. Uh, that she is basically never. Well, I mean, again
1: she's a goddess she knows where bryn is all well, the time
4: right well that's
2: that is, is actually true
4: she, she knows here is coming and she's going to the image universe yep
3: yeah <laughs> he's like i don't want to be a part of this
1: it's gonna watch <laughs> that man right out of her hair and she's got a lot of hair so it's gonna take a time
4: and that's true
2: it is kind of funny that jam references uh bryn as chewbacca
4: yeah, after yeah. you said back the tank,
2: <laughs> really, really, uh, really accentuating the the Star Wars references here.
4: And I, I love the baby still doing the magnetic tricks.
2: <laughs> yeah, Um, so Jam is starting to realize he's got some sort of control here, and he decides that all right, so he doesn't want to be here anymore. He wants to go out and see the future, and so he basically just orders. Uh, I could never pronounce her name right. Lida. Lida. Lyda. Basically orders her to take him out and show him the galaxy. Uh, and thankfully, he remembers to tell her to leave the kid with the nanny. Uh, but they immediately go into a uh, Legion cruiser and take off. And everybody's concerned about where are they going? Why did they just take off? Um, but then we get the problem. Mm. So Jam is trying to experiment with his powers to see how far he can take him and so he orders Elida to take her clothes off and she just immediately does it and this is what gives jam all of his wonderful ideas
1: his prodigiousness
2: his prodigiousness is showing yes
1: and and what does
3: he say when he sees her
2: <sighs> Babe City Arizona <laughs> <laughs> What we have here is a purple man situation without the brains. That's, uh,
1: that's true. Yeah. E- yeah.
2: He, everything he says, people have to agree to, which is uh, absurdly strong power when you think about it. Thankfully, sure. he has no brains
1: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, to really exploit it. Uh, so he orders uh, Lighter to take him to... Let's see here, quote unquote. Let's blast to the most bitchin' beach in the universe, and that's where they end up on a big beach on a on a alien world with a big Saturn in the background, and he's now surrounded by babes, robot ones, bird like ones, blue ones.
4: That one looks like uh, was it Red Wing from Team Titans?
0: Yes, I, and um, and the Doctor who, Manhattan one.
3: Who is it? Who is a teammate of Donna Troy? I think.
2: Oh. I actually thought one of them was like Deathbird. <laughs> and uh
0: and yeah, and up front we've got uh I don't know, one of the one of the many blade people from uh from image. Cyblade? <laughs> mm. I don't know. Which witchblade. Yeah, I don't know. Well I guess Witchblade was much later, but uh
1: mm, true, probably yeah, she looks
0: like she looks like someone fr- a character from Wildcats though.
1: Yeah. I love how they're all discreetly. Let me let me put my hand naturally across my breasts, so you can't see any boobs. Yeah, even though there's like hundreds of people in the background, can't tell if those are women or men. They look nondescript blobs. So,
2: and then Jim, of course, having read many comic books in his life, is worried about some skinhead coming to kick his sandcastle over, yeah. and so he decides he needs the toughest dude in the universe to pal around with. And so uh, Lyda takes him straight to Valor, who, of course, is the toughest guy in the universe, who is actually currently doing something very interesting. He is actually uh, single handedly, in many respects, containing all of the dead Daxamites that Mordru has risen from the dead because everyone on Daxam is dead. So I obviously, uh, oh, wait, that's right, because uh, Glorath killed them all and Darkseid resurrected them. No, that's not how it worked. I forget
1: how Glorith killed them all. And that's what led to the new conspiracy storyline in the reboot. Right. Right. So yeah, there are no more Daxamites.
2: Okay. But so there you'll, you'll
3: recall that um, Valor and Tasmia left way back in issue 36. Uh um, Because he didn't want to have to deal with everything going on uh, earth at the time with the, um, the end of uh, um, the Earth, not the Earth War. What was it called? The The Dominators on Earth.
1: Yeah, and the so Dominator just, War. Yeah.
3: yeah, they just they just decided to take off, and uh, Tasmia was seen a little while afterwards. She went to Wynneth to um, uh, for the uh, for the christening, but Valor did not.
2: Uh, so we find out, yeah, Valor's on Daxum, keeping the uh, undead Daxumites under control. Uh, he's got his own, like, personal mystic, kind of keeping an eye on what Mordru's doing off in the other... Well, you
1: know. well that's Harlack. Is it Harlack? Seen, we have yeah. seen Harlack before at the end of the Baxter run. He, yeah, was, he was one of the last uh, magicians on uh, Sorcerer's, Sorcerer's World.
2: World. Yeah, so that, Wait,
3: that was the th- last time we saw him was... Uh, um, issue sixty three at the end
1: of the Magic Wars.
2: Wait, was he the museum curator who got powers? No,
1: no, no. 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 Harlac okay. is a coon. Yeah, he's oh. a, he's a coon to magician. So, yeah, he's he's special. And I think he was much shorter when we saw him last. It looks like he has grown up since then. So he well, must it's been been five years. Well, yeah, but coon <laughs> puberty must have really sent him to the gym or something because he looks way more worked out now than he did before. Yeah. But it also could be the cooned, you know, philosophy of being a Klingon, basically. So yes, exactly.
2: He, he says that uh Valor has all the all the all the Daxamites on Daxam under control. However, a swarm of them had escaped previously. Uh and so Lar of course is gonna rush off and stop them, except uh Jam shows up and Jam says, You're the toughest dude in the universe. So big buttons, you wanna hang with us or what? And uh, Lar thinks about it and says, "Okay, okay." And so now uh, Valor and uh, Shadowless are now part of the crew. And the first thing Jam does is obviously tell Shadowless take clothes off, as you do. And says and he says, oh, man. Oh, wait, what does he say? He says. Hey, I know you can take your clothes off. Take mine, okay. Oh, man, Primo Rama.
1: Ugh, just.
2: uh. Yeah. Ugh is right. Um, So they're flying through space, and his Walkman has run out of batteries. And so he orders them to take him somewhere to get batteries. And so the only place you can get batteries, of course, is the entire planet that is a museum to uh, ancient technology. So we get, um, so we end up in this, uh, yeah, basically it's a tourist attraction, but it's got like a bunch of like, uh, animatronics that, uh, act as though they are, you know, people from the past. Cause we see like George Washington, Martha Washington, and a bunch of people I don't recognize, at least one <laughs> Green Lantern I don't recognize.
1: A Green it, Lantern, so
3: uh. It, it looks like Abraham Lincoln and... I, and that's, I, I don't recognize any of the ones in costumes. All right. Uh, do you guys?
1: No, well, no. Uh, well, they they look like mixed up amalgams of characters, like the Doctor yeah. Strange with the super cool Tony Stark shades or whatever.
0: And is that Tommy Lee Jones from Men in Black? No, it's four years early. It's not.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's some badge that he's got there.
0: Yeah.
4: That it might be one of the Men in Black comic characters, because it might have been out at the time. Oh, Probably fa-
2: fam- famous people from the 22nd century. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, so he does see a, uh, a, well, to him, an attractive android. And he says, Babe Alert. Hey, Creepy Suzette, let's see if you take your clothes off. And the animatronic slaps him, calling him an animal. And they realize, okay, his powers don't work on robots. Mm -hmm. I'm sure this will be relevant. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So after all of this side side trip, he says, all right, uh, let's try somewhere else. A planet of Amazon babes. And they take him to the planet A-Rock, which I guess is a planet of Amazon babes.
3: Now, in... uh planet eric was first mentioned in adventure 312 uh we never saw it it was listed on the legion's interplanetary clock um when it's 127 on earth it's 515 on eric <laughs> and that is that is literally all we know about eric um however until in the re- uh well in the reboot eric is xs's home planet mm-hmm but I don't think it's
1: this version of Erock. Now it's this version is Amazon Bay. This this version of Erock is Death by Snoo
2: Snoo. <laughs> Maybe this is how, why I got that idea. She's Brazilian. Mm. Anyway, so Lars got enough self control to like strike up a conversation with Jam, and he tries to basically explain to him the Uncle Ben philosophy, uh, power and responsibility, and all that jazz. And Jam, being an idiot, uh, sees responsibility as it's like voting or wearing condoms and stuff.
1: Thank you, DC, for the safe sex message in this book.
3: (laughs) Well, he's being responsible. I mean, you got to give him that.
1: Well, he did come from San Francisco. So, okay, I'll give you that. Sure.
2: Um, Yeah. So Valor is trying to get him to realize what he's doing is wrong. And, of course, Jam's mind continues to wander uh, to things like uh, Tasmia's ass, apparently. And so... Sorry. Uh, basically, he gets sick of Valor talking and just tells Tasmea that they're going to go for a walk. And so for a walk, they go. And they get into a conversation about um, about how why she finds, you know... Veller, you know, attractive as a, as a, as a mate, as it were. And basically she kind of tricks him into letting her use her powers on him just to see, you know, cause he doesn't think her powers are okay. So jam doesn't think her powers are any good cause she has shadow powers. Mm-hmm. Cause creating shadows is a dumb power, right guys? Uh, so she, she manages to get him to, to tell her to use her powers on him. Uh, And puts him into this black void where he can't get any sense of what's up or down. Uh, And he tries to play it cool for a while, but like almost immediately he is screaming to stop it uh, because he's terrified. And so like he orders her to stop and then he orders her to never use her powers again. Not even just never use them on him, just never use her powers again. And of course she agrees to it because she has to. Uh, we do find out that <laughs> the reason why her powers were so effective is that she's been training them. It is a, basically she it's a new technique. Um,
1: well, I mean at this point, everybody with the darkness powers ever since Raven came along yeah. they've been wanting to add more of that fear factor into it. They did it with Obsidian yeah. and they did it with Nightshade and here's Shady bringing up the rear with it. Yeah. Basically. Make,
2: it makes sense because, you know, complete darkness, shadow it, it's, it's, uh, it's sensory deprivation. At its most extreme, yeah. and most people yeah, can't did, handle mo- most people can't handle sensory deprivation for more than a few minutes.
3: Huh? Didn't uh, didn't Marvel call as the Dark Force?
2: Yeah, like with cloak, with, uh, yeah. with
3: cloak and Dark Star and yeah, yeah,
0: yep. and, and and as as she says here, Lara and I don't just play tourists out there on the frontier, you know. So they're they're trained. they're training in all kinds of crazy new.
2: Types. So it's so it's not an infinite vacation, exactly. as I presume.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, okay, so again, Jam gets uh, gets pouty, bratty, and mm-hmm. says, "I got to find me some serious dudes and dudettes." And so, where do we go? Where else but New Earth, the home of the Legionnaires? Uh, maybe some kids his own age can talk some sense into him. Uh, so we find out the Legionnaires are, of course, dealing with the same Mordru problem as everybody else is. Uh, they primarily seem to be working on keeping the zombies off New Earth. So most of the Legionnaires are out and about, uh, you know, doing battle.
4: So on those screens, it looks like Dragon Mage on the left, but who's that on the right?
2: Ultra Boy. Uh, Ultra Boy, he's red. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, and and as a reminder, last time we saw the Legionnaires was at the end of the uh, Fatal Five story, which um, looking at the or, or tracking the dates was back in mid June, June sixteenth, and today in the uh, in the timeline is August third. Mm. So the the Legionnaires are now back in real time with the rest of with the main book.
1: Okay.
2: It it is interesting to see uh, this book's interesting just in general in terms of like who's showing up because not only do you get you know we get to see what's going on 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 Talos with uh, that that crew you know we get to see Valor again who's been out in space doing his own thing but we also get to see the Legionnaires who we haven't seen interact with the Legion of superheroes because mm-hmm. they're trying to keep them both separate just to for avoid confusion I suppose yeah. uh, make it simple for readers.
1: It didn't work.
2: <laughs> uh so what hmm? I
1: was gonna say because here they are together in the same book.
0: Yeah. In in the big uh the big crossover. And what's the main purpose of crossovers, aside from making money, is to <laughs> is to basically get people to sample titles they're not buying. Ex- yeah. Right? Sure. Like it is like I you know, I am reading Lobo, so if I'm reading Lobo and I read that annual, well, now I've got to get you know Man of Steel Annual Two and Shadow of the Bat Annual One, and and so I'm going to try a few new titles that I haven't done before.
2: So if you read Legion of Superheroes, you're going to want to read, of course, uh, um, shoot at the joke here, where to go? Um, <laughs> well, you're going to want to read Legionnaires, of course, and you're also going to want to make sure you read Valor, and you're going to want to make sure you read that all new, all uh, brand new jam ongoing series that is sure to spin out of this
0: oh, of course it is indeed. of course it is and of course robin <laughs> stop it
3: <laughs>
2: fortunately though
3: the uh, legionnaires didn't did not get an annual tie to uh, bloodlines
2: i was wondering about that yeah. i suppose we should thank god for lucky things
1: indeed indeed yeah
2: I don't Maybe think that, their
1: book's been around enough to uh, warrant an annual yet. They haven't even had 12 issues.
2: Well, you know, it's, so. you know, it's crazy. Okay. So prepare to have your mind. Well, okay. This isn't really a mind blower. Now that I think about it because when I was reading the Lobo annual, it turns out it came out the same month as it's issue number one. But of course Lobo has had mini series predating yeah, that. So true. right. Yeah.
3: So Legionnaire Legionnaires annual one doesn't come on for, uh, but another that, year in that, publishing time.
2: Is that the else world?
3: Yeah, it's um, it it's around the same time as End of an Era starts.
2: That might be why the Legionnaires are here in this issue. Then, if they're not getting their own, yeah. So anyway, uh, as he does, Jam sees some uh, babalicious, uh, <laughs> and he wants their phone numbers, and it is Andromeda and uh, Aberration. Got it right this time. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: nobody knows what a phone number is because haha, it's the future. And uh, Jam basically told tells Kaz, i I'm going to borrow these uh, two girls during a crisis. And he says, OK. Uh, so they take him down to like a holographic training room where he basically is having like sword fights with holograms that can't actually harm him.
3: Like the holodeck.
2: Yeah, basically, it's a hollow deck. Don't call it a danger room. Uh, um, Andromeda shows her the uh, synthesis device, which is a way to make things. Uh, which is where he gets his rad flying skateboard with a with, with a dragon on it.
1: The dragon mage TM on there.
2: <laughs> I was wondering about that because it is pretty much his dragon. Um, so he starts zipping around on his new flying board, and here comes, speak of the devil, here's Dragon Mage and Matter Eater Lad, and they all crash into each other. Uh, Jam is so totally thrilled about this new flying skateboard, and he basically tells everyone that, uh, well, this was fun, so now I want to have a party with the baddest band in the land. And cut two.
3: Wait, hold on, before you up. cut... <laughs> right, right before uh, Jam collides with Dragon Mage and Tenzel, he's like, "Oh man, deep cowabunga!"
0: Because huh. that's not dated at all.
1: Not at all, cowabunga.
0: It's as true today as it was then, cowabunga indeed.
2: So we, he's basically hijacked. Uh, hijacked uh tenzel and uh, dragon mage to be to play in his band uh
1: <sighs> look they're jamming in space
2: they are jamming in space yeah which and... makes a space jam oh, oh yeah i've also forgot he basically dressed up uh andromeda and uh apparition in like 90s clothes because why not
0: With that's what he ice. knows yeah, hey, and he's rocking that guitar. And, he uh, is. He is.
2: <laughs> oh man, but but Tenzel into it. He, he's way into it. Actually, he loves this.
3: Are you gonna Are you gonna sing the song there?
2: I'm. oh, Okay. <laughs> victims of society. We're victims of society. Don't tell us we're the ones who's sick. Who's sick? Cause you're the sick one, baby. Sick lyrics, dude just yeah. like
1: prodigious.
2: prodigious prodigious dude prodigious yeah. no seriously prodigious uh
1: what what is hilarious is andromeda calls him superfluous after after this <laughs> which for you kids who don't know the adjective is unnecessary especially through being more than enough
2: <laughs> I, I like to think he's like told them to be excited so she found a way to like insult him
1: yeah exactly All right, so about reading.
2: (laughs) So Lar decides to confront him again, basically explain to him how he's 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 just wasting his power and doing bad things and think of the abilities. What are you what they're capable of and look what you're using them for? And he goes, Whoa. So like I should be doing good deeds? And Lars and Lars says, Well, yeah. And of course Jam goes, Wow, you're right. I'm gonna make myself president of everything. Well like will be like the leader, uh, the leader world and fix this screwed up universe. And he runs off and Lar goes, jam. No, that isn't what I, so now we're off to Weber's world where we're going to take over the government. <laughs> yes, that's the good plan. It, it, it would have been interesting to find out if his powers like worked over like telescreens or something, but I don't think we ever get that far. Uh, you just tell the entire universe to party on, dude. And be excellent yeah. to
0: each other.
2: So, fortunately, uh, we run into that rogue element of uh, zombie Daxamites because uh, because uh, Jam is impatient and has to fly through uh, the dangerous part of space because apparently there are dangerous parts of space. And this one happens to contain Daxamites. Daxamites. So, of course, he orders their strongest fighters, Andromeda and uh, Valor, out to fight. And they fly off to uh, battle zombies. Um... Oh, yeah. And so, Jam gets so terrified of all this, he basically tells them to book it, to run. And, of course, stupidly, he flies them directly into a sun. And... So he's put them... Basically, they're all going to die. Anyone who could save them is currently off-ship. And so Tasmia finally comes up to him and says, basically, you have got to tell me to let me use my powers or you are going to die. And he's reluctant at first, but eventually he finally gives in and says, don't obey me anymore. So basically now Tasmia can do whatever... She is free from his control because she no longer has to obey him. And her plan is to... Uh, put Night Girl completely in shadow and have her use uh, um, uh, Apparition's Flight Ring to use her Kryptonian level super strength to push the uh, the ship away from the sun. In what is probably one of the cooler things about mm-hmm. this issue, yeah. Good use, good use of Night Girl in this issue. Good, good A- use, of plus. teamwork,
1: teamwork, Legion teamwork, yay!
2: They never explain how uh, Night Girl is able to see in absolute darkness, but I'll let it slide.
1: <laughs> I, I think that's that's a thing. Most characters who can uh, ha, who have powers of, of darkness or around darkness can see in the dark.
2: You Things know, I, like
1: that. It's like that JLA issue where Aquaman says to Batman, "You know, I can see in the dark, right?" And it's like, oh my god, of course he can.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like, why has no one ever said that about him? But duh, yes, yeah. of course you know it makes complete sense why aquaman could see in the dark
2: also i'm not going to lie i kind of like her costume in this because it's actually makes sense that she she would wear a full body suit mm-hmm. to block out all the sun because it it's about light reaching her skin i believe yep uh, basically yeah cover yourself up and you're in darkness so you should be able to be strong all the time as long as you like keep as little skin exposed as possible um, so yeah, they managed to save the day, push the ship out of, uh, out of the, out of the sun, crash landed on an uninhabited planet. And of course, because, uh, Tasmi is the only one who Jam can no longer control. She basically threatens to leave him on this uninhabited world to rot. And. <sighs> wow. Almost does, done. Yeah, almost done. Sorry. I'm starting to get hoarse. <laughs>
1: take a drink we can vamp for a little bit
2: unfortunately I am drinked out I'd have to run oh, to the kitchen no. uh, so yeah so basically he ref- he doesn't uh, he doesn't believe they would actually go through with that I mean he, he apparently he picked up just enough to know that, that legionnaires aren't that cruel uh, so basically she says okay there's an alternative and the alternative I guess is to send him back to the 20th century where he'll behave himself. Or else Tasmia will put his head in the dark again, which uh to be honest seems like a kind of a weak threat
1: yeah, but he's a weak person
2: so, that's right I suppose he's scared he's scared enough
1: well let, let's remember that Tasmia comes from a planet of barbarians that's true you know, know, and she is you know she has some intimidation factor about her <laughs> when she's not wearing the battle bikini. <laughs>
2: She also has a pretty cool outfit in this, uh, this story. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, he goes into the time cube and is out of their hair finally, uh, before he could cause any real trouble
3: and onto his starring role in the 20th century where he will, uh, enjoy great success
0: as a
2: solo character.
0: With many, many issues always.
2: So, so you mentioned uh, Tasmia as like intimidation factor as being a warrior. I do like it; sort of brings up the other fact that she also has brat-like tendencies, being a princess,
1: mm-hmm.
2: R- right? She's a princess, right?
1: Well, she's she is the descendant line of the family of heroes who protect Taloc Eight, yeah, uh, or at least champion. the city group, yeah, the planetary champion.
2: But she's like but royalty, right?
1: Kind of. It's it's very weird. She, they don't. It's, it's never been implied that they
0: rule Talakai. No, they, but certainly they don't. Certainly looks
1: to them. They don't. Uh, it,
0: certainly, in uh, at least back in the in the twentieth century, when uh, when um, Larissa was uh, the planetary champion, as she used to often tell us. Um, uh, has w- anyone
2: made Larissa explains it all joke yet?
0: Surprisingly, <laughs> no, and it's it's too late to because she she's Deed. She, uh, she's but, dead now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but. Um, the uh, yeah, so in Legion they actually went back to the the planet and uh, and so there was there were there was definitely a government. What form that takes, we're not sure, but they basically reported to that as as planetary champion. Essentially, you know, reported mm. to that uh, to that government. Now that. Has you know the, the overall makeup of Taloc 8 has changed many many times, many times, right? yeah. But uh, but at least at that point, that was sort of the one lo- window we had into the uh the family of the planetary champion. Again, a lot could a lot changed between uh the 20th and 30th century, I'm sure. Um, but but that's kind of where that sat, at least then so they weren't they certainly weren't rulers of of the planet but they were mm-hmm. you know they were well regarded and um and you know people put a lot of of faith in them
2: all right now it's name butcher in time so we got our writers Tom and Mary Beerbaum. we got pencilers uh, Stuart Stewart Immon Immon, uh, Daryl Banks Joe Phillips Christopher Taylor and Nick N and Napolitano Napolitano, Napolitano. I uh, got Anchors, Terry Austin, Ron Boyd, uh, Wade Graubadger, and Dan Davis. This is before you got...
0: started using the Vaughn.
2: Ah, yes. I yeah. got Letterer, uh, Bob Pena and Colors by Tom McCraw, and assists by Eddie Berganza and Mike McCav- McCavney. McCavney, Uh and Casey Carlson was the ringmaster. Before he became Col- Stone Cold Casey Carlson,
1: <laughs> it took a village for this uh,
2: Sorry. annual. That joke was <laughs> a- <laughs> and,
1: and don't
4: forget that there is a bonus prodigious jam pinup. That you um, wanted, you know, you wanted it, right? Yeah. Somebody wanted it.
2: <laughs> Randy is a guest.
4: Mm-hmm. No, he's a
0: Put-a-pump. <laughs>
2: Oh wow! Mm. Oh, wow, so that was an ordeal.
4: So, Jam went on to appear in two more comics. He did. Yes. All right. Not Legion books, though. Yay! He appeared in uh, the the Bloodbath Special Number Two, which Bloodblast was a two issue series, kind of wrapping up the Bloodlines uh, storyline. Were That's where basically all of them who got the power showed up.
0: Yeah. And, and folks, if you, if you want to uh, hear more about that, um, Al Sedano from the LEGION podcast and I uh, looked at that, a, a, gosh, a few years ago now on, uh, on his, uh, on his show Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast. Um, so you, you can check that out. I think we did two episodes because man, those were long issues. yeah i i read those
4: just to read the ending of the story like years ago and then i I, that was good enough for
0: me never read it again (laughs) yeah yeah i i think that was that you can hear so folks if you check that out you can hear my last time ever reading that stuff too (laughs)
3: Mm -hmm. what was the uh what was the other book that he appeared in Uh,
0: showcase 94
4: number 12 uh which was a story about the uh, i think it was the forming of the blood pack and uh, it just had uh, it had uh, like magazines showing off some of the newer heroes who have appeared because of Bloodlines, and JM is one of them, but he does not join
0: the Blood Pack. He was mm. too lame for the Blood Pack. Wow, too lame for the Blood Pack. That's like Antenna Lad uh, being uh, part of the subs reserve. <laughs> mm. Oh,
1: maybe, maybe Jam grew up to be Maxwell Lord, since he had that brain power thing. You ah. think? Mm, maybe.
3: Uh, there's a Wikipedia entry on Bloodlines, which tries to um, uh, summarize it. Uh, mentions that um, uh, of the few times new blood characters made appearances after this, a majority of the time they are killed off. Yeah. Uh, Faces of Evil, Prometheus, and JLA Hitman Number 1 are examples. Uh, The former featured a brief cameo of the remaining members of the Blood Pack, only to have a majority of the team killed or maimed by Prometheus. Hmm. And in the uh, Justice League tie-in to Black as Night crossover, Dr. Light mockingly mentions that most of the Blood Pack heroes had died and were quickly forgotten by the rest of the uh, superhero community. Um, JLA hitman number one sees Wally West mention the bloodline heroes, long casualty list and States with irritation that most of them are incompetent and trying, constantly trying to team up with the league while Kyle Rayner simply sums them up with those guys are lame. I mean, they are really lame.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong.
1: In fact, you know it's bad when they didn't even bother to kill Jam off. Yeah, yeah, he's just yeah over over there underneath the uh, the welcome mat there. Yeah, that's where we're going to leave They could man. come back. But, mm, uh, they all a, can come back. So. A
3: number of them were killed by Superboy Prime in Infinite Crisis seven, and then not, they came not back, Jam, not Jam now, and they came back later in uh, Blackest Night as members of the Black Lantern Corps.
1: Well, maybe Shady's threat worked. You will never use your powers again because we're going to forget this ever
0: happened. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, Bloodlines, it's the perhaps one of the greatest things ever. Um...
3: <laughs> so you, you you might be surprised, or you might not, that uh, Tom Birbaum does not specifically have a long entry for this one like he does with all the other stories that he wrote. Yeah, yeah. Um I I misremembered this issue as being worse than it was because I had thought that instead of just making the female characters take their clothes off, I thought I remembered Jam ordering them to take their clothes off and have sex with them.
1: Yeah, I think that might have been a line too far. And and uh, uh, and so that's
3: think? that's the part which elevated it from me, from being um, uh, non-defensible
2: to merely bad. Yeah, I mean, it's still kind of a story it, it's about
1: creepy as fuck, is what it is. Yeah, yeah.
2: take taking away a person's agency. Yeah. is pretty sinister. I mean, I mean, Bendis would go on to make a whole like character of that in Purple Man. Taking a taking an old school yeah. villain and making taking him to the extreme conclusions.
4: Mm-hmm. So Tom, so, um, oh go ahead, guys. I was going to say, so you're suggesting Ben bring Jam back for the Legion?
2: Oh yeah, put yes. the get the Ultra Humanite to steal his body. That's what you do. Oh.
4: <laughs>
2: mm. So
4: I, uh, Jam is potentially very powerful. He'd be an asset to any team. Yeah, but I mean, well, he's, he's an idiot. If, so he's an
3: idiot. He wasn't just an ass. <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, I mean, the, the Legion have used idiots before on their team.
0: Yeah, they've got that guy from. Reno, um, I mean,
4: yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Send your hate mail to <laughs> <laughs> So,
3: Tom uh, Tom only mentions this issue in passing uh, when he writes an intro entry on Shadow Last And he mentioned some of the stuff that you guys picked up on um, he says, we didn't get a lot of opportunities to use Shadowlass through our run, and she wasn't a character I'd ever had real strong feelings about. I read most of her early appearances a few years after we really got into the Legion, uh, like Timberwolf and Chemical King. She wasn't as set in my mind as the other Legionnaires who had joined earlier and become three-dimensional breathing people like I felt I knew personally. Um since I didn't have real strong feelings for Tasmia, it made it hard for her not to be overshadowed by Mon-El slash Valor for me. He was certainly one of the key Legion characters for as long as I'd known the Legion. Uh, still, in her own way, Tasmia has gradually become one of those breathing, three-dimensional people in my mind. The biggest defining factor for me is probably her relationship with mon which could take as attraction to power or a fascination with the brooding, scarred Mon-El that was depicted in the 70s and 80s. But to me, what drew her to Monel was more an appreciation for his enormous heroism and nobility.
1: Nice, very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: in our run, Valor was a quasi god and achieved a good deal of wisdom regarding how to use his powers and his legend. I feel like Shady valued and admired everything Valor stood for even though she was definitely more willing to stretch the rules and take a few shortcuts when his adherence to principle was bogging things down. Having come from a less advanced world that was torn by tribal animosities, it seemed natural that Tasmi was less restrained in her treatment of the enemy, and it felt as if Valor and Shady accepted their varying approaches and understood that each had its place and represented the strengths and challenges of two unique individuals." In our Bloodlines annual that introduced the irresponsible skateboarding hero Jam, we tried to amp up her powers so that by projecting her darkness, she could plunge people into a haunting, panic inducing void that felt like a possibly permanent limbo, which ended up being crucial to reining in the potential destructiveness of Jam. We also showed how much more effective she could be in dealing with an undisciplined personality. Than was conscientious valor. And we got a sense, we also got a sense of how much more she enjoyed using her powers to knock some sense and jam than valor could have. Uh, talks about her costume. One of my favorite visuals were her original Kurt Swan look and the bikini light costume Cochrane gave her, which was then shrunk into pretty teeny dimensions by Sherman. Of course, logically, Tasmi would cover her body to minimize the weakening effects of light making the body stocking look Keith gave her more logical. And uh, one final thing is why the jump from Brainy to Mon-El? Uh, if you remember when we first met her, she had a brief crush on Brainiac 5 before she shifted full-time to Mon-El. Uh, Tom says, the one foundational effect of the character that's hard for me to fit into my image of Shady is her initial attraction to Brainy and quick switch to the very dissimilar Mon-El. I tend to think she was reacting in a pretty superficial schoolgirl way when she first encountered the Legion. Again, I'm thinking of her homeworld as being a fairly primitive place with the Legion guys seeming very cosmopolitan through those early stories. And then she made a more informed choice in starting a relationship with mon She may have been a bit of a hick from the sticks before the Legion came along and then quickly achieved sophistication and worldliness. Uh, initially dazzled by each and every legionnaire, she quickly got her feet on the ground and realized Monel was the guy for her. Uh, another possibility might have been that Brainy's green skin held a forbidden fruit attraction to Tasmia, given that the Lady Memory Story established that the more bluish inhabitants of Talak-8 clashed with the hill people whose skin had a more greenish tint. So possibly for that superficial reason, she was initially attracted to Brainy, but again, Achieve sophistication and maturity very quickly, at which point she'd have gotten past that kind of surface level reason to be attracted to Brainy. I I wish Tom had gotten into like the the story behind the story of how they were forced to uh, go along with this and how they came up with Jam and you know, just what the hell were they thinking? But yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> maybe the plan was let's create someone so unlikable,
1: no one will use him ever,
0: and they, and they won't make us use him again. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but You're it, making it, us it, make it, a character.
1: Here is this trash bag of a human being. Here we go.
3: But it it went through uh, two assistant editors and Casey Carlson.
1: So imagine
0: how, imagine how bad it really was to begin with. <laughs>
3: Yeah, this is the this is the version that
0: passed. Yeah. Oh, they yeah, were probably like, ah, this is fantastic. Look, look how how hip and today he is.
2: I wonder if like the note was okay. You got to create the hippest nineties character you possibly He's can. He's got
0: to be extreme to the max.
3: <laughs> well, but none of the others were. So i I wonder if I wonder how much of this was them.
1: It's probably uh, scenes from a hat. You draw a personality. Or a stereotype, and you make a character. Yeah. That's or, probably what happened.
3: Or, like I said earlier, they probably wanted to save their good characters for uh, to take over to Image.
0: Yeah, anything else, exactly.
2: Well, I mean, going back to that whole Image thing, Image, of course, was blown up at this point, Millions and millions of issues sold. It's entirely possible that the editorial mandate was we need cool characters. We need hip characters. We need image characters and they should have and blades
0: so, coming out of their hands and yeah yeah
2: and like not, not,
0: claws, not claws not claws blades and the power
2: to make girls yes. take their clothes off
1: and and they had the other problem of getting Timberwolf back to the 31st century right
2: that but, seemed like almost like an afterthought
1: but it's like, it, it, was it, so it was something this story achieved
2: am I crazy yeah, or did like, uh, we, Joe Phillips only draw that one page
1: he probably only drew that it, one page
3: it, okay. it, it was like Okay, we need to get Timberwolf back to the twenty or thirtieth century, and also we need to do a bloodlines that mm-hmm. tied into something that happened a thousand years ago. So why not kill two birds with one stone and bring Timberwolf back in the same issue that we do the bloodlines?
2: Uh-huh. This is definitely a case of this is an editorial mandated storyline. You are gonna play it in this this playpen. Well, let's make some lemonade, I guess.
1: <laughs> Ooh, lemonade would actually taste pretty good today. Yeah, It's too late now, but maybe tomorrow. Maybe, lemonade. Mm. Maybe. Maybe.
0: Oh, sorry, this just in. Uh, oh, it turns out Jam died on his way back to his home planet.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess like his, <laughs> his molecules got scrammed into the That's stream.
0: hilarious. <laughs> that solves the whole problem, doesn't Uh-oh. it? Poor Poochie. Will he ever win?
1: I guess. I guess Ron Bedar programmed that thing to hit the inside of a star. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Shane, we'll send him back to his planet. Let's get rid of this guy. He could take care of the universe.
0: Exactly.
1: Legion code. Be damned. I'm not a member. Fuck that.
2: He no. told me to send him to a hot party.
1: You got it. <laughs> not a problem.
0: <laughs> Middle of the damn sun. Exactly.
1: That would have been a really dark ending.
0: <laughs> but funny. Oh man. So there we go, folks. That is Jam mmm. 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 Mmm.
2: Saga, saga, saga.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, no no, no saga. No, no. No, no. True, 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 true. But you know, it as it uh it really turns out that jam had this such a long history. And um you know, and uh, and what a shame that uh, that after that his legacy ends up with him dying on his way back to his home planet. But hey, speaking of history, <laughs> Michael, what happened this week in Legion history? Or sorry, what happened this week in Jam history? All right. Well, in the uh,
3: the super group that Jam joined, or as they say in German, the Legion de Superhelden. um 45 years ago in 1976 uh superboy number 219 as duplicate boy lies wounded from a battle with validus the legion must trap down the fatal five who have literally stolen part of a planet and that was in episode 287 35 years ago action comics number 583 Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow, Part 2. And Legion had a small cameo on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, 1986, Tales of the Legion, number 339. Reprints, Volume 3, number 14. The Legion must choose several new applicants from a large group of hopefuls to become the newest members. And that was episode 159. Uh, yes. 25 years ago, 1996... Legion volume four, number 83. The Emerald Empress becomes the team's greatest threat yet as one Legionnaire pays a terrible price in a futile attempt to save a friend. And look for this one around late 2023. Only two more years to go for this one, guys. (laughs) 20 years ago, June 2001. uh, Young Justice, Our World's at War, number one. Which was actually part six of Our Worlds at War. Uh, the Young Justice kids find themselves plucked from our time by the Linear Men, and drafted to the future in order to stop a renegade consciousness from going back in time and disrupting the time stream. They end up in a spaceship in United Planets territory in three thousand four, where Young Justice meets the Legion. Some old friends like Impulse and XS have a quick chat, and Monel, sorry, Maanel explains that they're facing Imperiax. Robin, who will later become a Legionnaire, does not believe that Young Justice has arrived at the right destination yet, and so the team moves on yet again. Uh, This was published uh, chronologically in between Legion Worlds 1 and 2. Um, I have not read that since it came out. I have no idea where it fits into continuity. Um... But it probably does somewhere since Abnett and Lanning wrote this Young Justice story and the Legion World story. So once we get to Event Theater 2027, uh, we will see where it all fits.
0: Good times.
3: Uh, five years ago, June 2016, a new edition of Panic in the Sky trade paperback comes out where Monel appears. And then 970 years from now, uh, June 24th, 2991, in the five-year-later timeline, uh, Rock Crin will have been going to marry uh, Lita Jath, a.k.a. Night Girl, on the eve of his induction into the Brawleyan army. So happy negative 970th anniversary to Rock and Lita. (laughs)
0: Indeed. Indeed. Very nice.
3: And that's this week in Legion history. (laughs) Uh-huh.
0: outstanding well that's a beautiful thing um i uh, i have one thing to plug um, um there's a podcast called the walk show that's uh, w-o-k the walk show and uh and so i was interviewed on the episode that uh is out this week and in fact has already dropped uh, as we record this and uh, mostly talking about music, but then in between we were talking uh, podcast stuff, and so we actually talk about this very show, and um, and also how I don't tend to, you know, um, self promote my stuff. So uh, mm. so in addition to that, folks, uh, my band has a new album out uh, that uh, we we're supposed to release last year, but I don't know if you heard there was a. Uh,
1: it's a panda there was or a something, a thing, right? It's
0: something to do with a panda. Uh, mm-hmm. um, a panda that was a medic. I don't know. Uh, anyway, mm. so we didn't. Uh, but you can check that out at buzzkings.ca. And um, please, listen early, listen often. And uh, there's a link right there that can take you to it, so you can listen to it on the streaming service of your choice. So uh, so no, that's your homework, folks. Buzzkings.ca and uh, The Walk Show. Uh, check out that episode. And um anyone else anyone else got anything to plug? Happy Pride still. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: You can hear the techno in the background somewhere, I'm sure. Boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants.
0: Oh my. All right then. If uh if that's everything then we will uh we will wrap this up. Comments, as always, are welcome at Legion of Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at Facebook. Legion uh, We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all those things, you can head over to our website legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way into this most bodacious time bubble where we go back to uh, save uh, Jam from uh, dying on the way back to his home planet so that he can continue his long, long storied legacy. And we will see you all next week. Hey guys, do it for Catwoman. Ha, ha, ha,